Let's say good day to Richard Friedman now. Morning, Richard. Happy New Year. Thank you, Luke. I do appreciate that. The same to you. Mate, uh, all the best in 2023, training with that son of yours, Will. Um, gee, Toronomica was pretty good yesterday there at Canterbury. He, he showed a bit of fight to hold off Charlatan. We've always had a bit of an opinion of Toronomica. He's, he's, he's shown us a bit before, but he hasn't really put it together. And we gelded him and then we, um, you know, changed a bit of gear on him, changed the way we manage his feet and all that sort of thing. And, and this prep, he started to really put it together. So I don't, it wasn't a great surprise to us. No. Uh, that he was able to beat uh, Charlatan, who is a pretty fair horse. And I thought Charlatan had him cold at the 200-metre mark, but he, he showed a bit of grit. Everyone's potting Charlatan yesterday, but I think your horse should just be credited. He, he He's a decent little horse. He had a will to win, and Charlatan had to do it without cover outside him. So I think the form will hold up strongly, Richard. Well, I hope so. I mean, he did run, a, I think, a sub-11 furlong, the second one after they left the gates. Mm. Uh, Toronomica, so he's had to do a little bit of it at both ends, and, and that's always hard to do. 100%. Any plans with him, or are you just take him through the grades? I think we're taking through the grades at this stage. He's just got his confidence up, and we don't want to, you know, knock it around. So um, we'll just probably go back to Provincial Class 1 or Benchmark 64, and then he can find his way back to the city from there. Gee, fashion legends airborne. Uh, Vaux Rogue plate winner on Saturday, Group 3 level up there at Doom, and I called him winning a Gosford Maiden, or a Class 1, I should say, three starts ago. So he's come a long way quickly. He has, and, you know, we, we were pretty confident, I have to say. I know he's huge odds uh, on Saturday. He got out to $18, I think. I, I ended up, I had a bet on him. I had to take 12 fixed odds or something. <laughs> and got out to $18. Oh, classic. Um, but we were, uh, you know, we weren't surprised. We thought they were overrating those those two Queensland horses, and we thought this little horse has won his last three, and he's beaten older horses at his last three, I think. And um, he's, you know, that's hard to do for any three-year-old. So we thought he had a really good chance, certainly a better chance than the market rated him. Don't worry, you're not the only punter in history to take unders and have them win. Did you reload late though when he got to the bigger price? That's the question. Mm -hmm. No, but a couple of my mates rang me and said, what's going on here? He's blown out $18. They said, well, go again. And they <laughs> go did. Again. Well, I spoke to a journalist yesterday, Chris Roots, who, who went again late after he, he was pestering you, apparently asking you about the horse during the <laughs> week. I think he took $8, so he beat you. He took 8 <laughs> <laughs> Ah, well, you know, any, any price a winner. Mate, I just love a trainer having a bet. Uh, that's just uh, what, what we like to hear early in the new year. Mate, no, I, the bad... People ask me, people ask me, say, are trainers allowed to bet? I said, I think it's mandatory. Oh, it's mandatory, 100%. <laughs> now, uh, bad luck with Luna Rocks yesterday. Um, she, is she just not with us at the moment, this prep? Uh, she's got me puzzled. Uh, she's got so much natural speed in that, but she resents being restrained, and we've been trying and trying and trying to to get her to relax, and I think we're, we're losing that battle. Yep. Um, you know, I think we might have to reassess how, how she, she does uh, race and, and what races we run her in because, you know, if she's going to just run along in front there, she's going to have to, you know, she's going to have to be very fast, and she is, and she's capable of doing it. It's just how far she will go. So there's a bit of head scratching going on at the moment, so leave that one with me. Yeah, she's just getting that head up badly in the run there. And when Nash can't get one to settle, I mean, he's a, he's a strong rider, one of the best. You, yeah. you know you've got a little problem there, don't you? Yeah, it's just, it's just her nature, you know. She just wants to get on with the job all the time. And we've been trying for 12 months to get her to just cool, cooler jets, but she 
she doesn't seem to want to do it. Fiery little girl. I've got one of those at home. Mm. Uh, it can be, a, can be a battle. Uh, <laughs> what about Musselbrook uh, tomorrow? You're sending a couple up there, Miss Adamas and Piraeus. I called Piraeus winning there at Gosford recently, and there's a bit of form out of that race. Uh, Moonlight Grace, the, the second filly, she was very good in town there yesterday again. So is he going up there capable of winning? I think so. Um, he's a, he's an interesting case too. He's a he's by Merchant Navy, and I just think maybe that breed are, are taking a little bit of time to to find their legs because he was a bit soft early. He showed us he had a bit of talent, but but he's just too soft to to get to the race. We had to give him three or four trials to to get him to actually switch on. And now I think he is sort of switched on, but he's only just. He's only just started to switch on, so I think he can win up there. But you know, I wouldn't be taking super short odds about him because he's he's not, if you know what I mean, he's not set yet. Yep, yep, yep. No, I get it. Uh, are you going to run Mr. Darmus in race three from that draw? No, I doubt it. I and mean, I, I don't. I got I, I probably have the highest strike rate of scratchings to wide barriers. <laughs> you and Chris uh, have the the medals. Yeah, second. probably. <laughs> you just look. Racing's so competitive in I get Sydney it. I get it. I'm not part of it. Area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just. It's just. You you run them from wide gates, and nine times out of ten, you wish you hadn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially some of these jockeys we've got about. And what about if uh, we had if we had if we had race tracks with 600 metre straights, yeah. no one would care where they drew. Well, Rockhampton. Why don't you start running a few up there? 600 metres. I'll pass on that. Thanks. <laughs> What is uh? What have you? What's your opinion of Mambo Legend? He's a cult by Extreme Choice out of Mambo Lady. He's unraced, but he's been trialling well, and uh, he is nominated for the Magic Millions. That might come a bit soon. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm sure it might. But uh, is he set to debut shortly? No, I think we we after we trialled him at Rose Hill, and those trials at Rose Hill, they were mightily competitive for the two-year-olds. I think everyone had the same idea. You're not going to get into that debutante race unless you've won a couple, one or two. Metro trials, so yep. that they were they were that competitive. They were almost racing around to the, to get to the gates to get the inside barriers for it. it was that competitive? <laughs> so, oh, that's so, great. Um, yeah, we we just thought, okay, he got beaten on his merits, and he pulled up with a, a little problem after that trial. It's only minor, but just enough for us to say that's enough. We'll just put him away now for a, a month or two, and you'll see him again probably towards the end of the autumn carnival and, and maybe he's, there's a nice race for him in Brisbane during the winter. All right, that's Mambo Legend on that debutante race. Is that good for racing? Um, a, a race of that nature? I mean, um, it's, it's, I'm not it's sure. different. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I'm not sure if it's good for racing. What no. I saw at the trials the other day, a lot of two-year-olds being pressured, you know, really pressured to get into it. I'm sure the trainers are mindful that that, that comes with risk. But... Um, you know, if you dangle a million dollars or half a million yeah. dollars or whatever it is in front of people, they're going to have a shot at it. And well, sometimes not the best thing for the horse. Here's, here's, a, here's an idea. Why couldn't they, to make it fair, you nominate three weeks before the race and they just do a draw? Just draw 14 well, out. Would that be fair or is hard, that stupid? Well, I don't know. A bit hard to tell your owners, oh, we're going into yeah, the lottery. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. we, we yeah, can't yeah. have a plan. Yeah, I get that. You know? um, I, know. Yeah. I, I would just rather see it be a... Be a like a repercharge for the um, the Magic Millions, you know, for the ones mm. that don't make the Magic Millions, maybe that's that that could be a nice race for them. I, I think there's a few trainers share that view, but look, it's innovative. I don't knock innovation, 
Um, I'm just I'm just not sure how it's going to work out. One thing's for sure. I'm sure they're going to get a full field, mm. and I'm sure they're going to be satisfied that they got a full field. Bloody oath. Um, is fashion legend going to go to the three-year-old guineas next? That's the plan. I mean, he's earned his way there. They've got him at they've got him at luxurious odds again. They've got him at twenty-five to one, I think. And uh, you know, that's pretty for a horse that can get up on the pace and keep hammering away with his will to win. I think that's you know that's overs probably, but the, he's not one of those horses that the, the punters have warmed to. So it's probably always going to be overs. Yeah, just the unders punters. We'll see if you guys keep backing them. They'll keep winding them out. You and Roots. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's the cooler, not me. Oh, yes, he is. Good to speak to you. <laughs> All right, mate. Take care.